Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your weekly source of gaming news, questions, and impressions from minimap.com.au. Uh, my name is Kerry Palmer, and joining me, pulling a weird face for some reason, is Jeremy Bradetit. What, what, what's wrong, Jeremy? I was just smiling. I was that just, was you smiling? I was... How rude. <laughs> how rude. How rude. How rude. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, how is your weekend of Obi-Wan and Star Wars celebration interviews? <laughs> I mean, like I, I, wa- I watched those, o- I watched Obi Wan, but I didn't watch any Star Wars celebration interviews. Oh, okay. I get marketed enough by Star Wars. Fucking, I, I don't have to go around and watch my own marketing. Um, yeah, no, it, it was it was it was good. I think I think those first two episodes are all right. I think they're pretty good. All right. Yeah. Oh, man, that little little layer for the show, but. But little Leia in the in the show, what a fantastic just little eight year old actor! She's amazing. Just a really solid, like you know. And don't get me wrong; those chase sequences were real bad, but they're not they're, oh. they're not her fault. <laughs> no, that's because they tried to make it a fun chase sequence involving a an eight year old girl. Yeah, right. And like, just you know, like oh, there's a branch in the way. As I can't if these like the mercenaries wouldn't just pick her up <laughs> and run faster than her. <laughs> there's so many like. I'm going to stop in front of you and then you're going to run in a different direction and then I'm going to chase you again. Like it was like, there was a, there was a part of it where I legitimately wondered if they were part of like her Royal guard and they were playing a funny, like they were playing drills or something. Like I genuinely thought that. Totally. She did a cool action slide at one point. That was sick. She did. Um, But yeah, sad Obi-Wan. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Tortured Obi-Wan. Like Mm. emotionally upset. Yes. Uh, I uh, yeah, I I thought it was a, a good time. It was interesting seeing so much, like, and I didn't similar to you. I didn't engage with that much of it, but it was interesting seeing so much Star Wars content on just like IGN front page and and just suggested videos and like yeah. all of a sudden the marketing was there. It was like they waited a week and then yeah. like there wasn't like stuff leading into the release. It was like it released and then everything happened. Yeah, it was the beginning of their bit. Like, I mean, because they even they released the show like half a day early. Um, mm. I think because they knew that they would get a big push from that into everything during announcing its Star Wars celebration, going into like the new Jedi Fallen Order game. Um, uh, yeah, I think like it, it, they they made the correct call by doing that, as opposed to making mm. everybody sit through Star Wars celebration and then it's like, um, <laughs> fucking you know, ta-da, here's the show. And everyone's like, yeah, but like, but we sort of like almost a little bit burnt out by Star Wars at that point. Um, right, right, right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I saw the fucking, I saw the multiverse movie though. That was good. What? The multiverse movie. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm-hmm. I need mm-hmm. to watch that. I forgot you put that on your Plex. I need to watch that. I actually went to the cinemas. <laughs> <laughs> what, when you finally got it on your plex, you went and saw it. Yeah. Well, so I was, I was get, we were like my my partner and I. We were gonna go like on like a boat thing, like like we were gonna go sail boats or something. But like the weather, okay. the weather turned to shit, so we didn't do it. I don't know. It was it was a plan. It was a plan they had, and then and then. I was like, okay, cool. And then like I went to mow the lawn, and I after I mowed the lawn, because apparently I'm like. I'm like a granddad. Um, <laughs> they were like, oh, I think the weather's going to be bad. Let's go to the movies instead. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, it's good. 
It was really good. I'm surprised it's still showing. Uh, the Nova. Classic. Support independent cinemas, everybody. I think it's independent. I think it's in that's I that's yep, that's why I, yep. Yeah, yeah. That's why I said that. I also think it's independent. <laughs> Good. Stop stop, stop the podcast. A, you can go there and get a chalk top. Hey, uh this is the minimap cast. Uh <laughs> you can! They have chalk tops there, always. <laughs> you can do that in any cinema. <laughs> what? No no no, not for exclusive. Uh this is the minimap cast. We're gonna talk about video games now that we spoke about Star Wars and boats. Um <laughs> uh if you like the sound of this podcast, although the last six minutes or well, five minutes are not particularly indicative of what we're about to talk about, but if you like this podcast, you can find all episodes we've ever done of it on any podcast service of your choice, as well as on minimap.com.au. Uh, you can find everything we've done there. Really, everything we've done is on the website, including our other podcasts, like uh, The Pecking Order, which is our pop culture kissability ranking podcast, and also... Uh, the mini disc uh, game club episodes, our little specials that we've got on there. Uh, yeah, you can find our socials on Twitter and on. <laughs> Why did you send me that message? On Twitter and on. What are the other ones? Twitch and Instagram and TikTok. Yep. You can also support us monetarily on Patreon at patreon.com slash minimapau. Oh, yeah, and it's minimapau for all the socials I just said. Uh, we also wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Monody Improv as the music for the Minimap cast. You can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. Whoa, what that a was, train wreck of, of a beginning that we just had. <laughs> that was rough, but it's over now and we can move on. Um, <laughs> thank, thank goodness. Carry Jeremy, no, not yet, Jeremy. We can't. Unfortunately, we have some housekeeping to address. We oh, have some unfortunate... Yes, we have some, um, an unfortunate topic to bring up that's going to put a sour taste in our mouths, but it well, must be done. Your mouth. I didn't care until I really didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, uh, two weeks ago now, we spoke at length about PlayStation Plus and its revamp that's coming with their Game Pass competitor subscription service stuff. Yes. Um, and in that episode, I went from optimistic to hesitant. Through, through over about over the course of an hour as we discussed all of its ins and outs. Yes. Um, since that time, it has had its first launch window happen in the Asia markets. And so people have been able to try out the PS1 emulation, the PS2 emulation, PSP, uh, also, you know, just do it and try it and have it. Um, haven't really heard much about how the PS4 stuff is going. That's, I mean, that's pretty simple. It's the list of games that you've got. Yeah. It is a bit longer than I think. Uh, like it's it's longer now. It's complete for the games that you can get in Asia. Most of it's there, um, but there's a couple of things that are a problem with it. Um, there's so no NAC we discussed two. No NAC two at all, which is as you called it. Although Killzone is there, Killzone which is, is there. not as you called it. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, Act 2 isn't there, which is very bizarre. It's really weird. It's really fucking weird. <laughs> Maybe they're ashamed of that game. Um, they shouldn't be. It's fine. It's I don't know, I've bad. never played it. It's fine. Okay. Uh, but something that became abundantly obvious uh, was how the games are split up between the different tiers. And this was not quite as obvious in their breakdown. Because when it got to the third tier, the deluxe or premium tier, depending on your region, 
uh, where you get classic games, retro and classic games, um, as well as time trials for PS5 games, it was not obvious that many, many, many PS4 games would be included in that list. All of any game that is a remaster of a game that came out in a prior generation, like uh, the Borderlands Handsome Collection, or the Bioshock Collection, or the Batman Return to Arkham Collection, all of these games that were PS3 kind of era, that have native PS4 games already, are only included in the extra max third tier. Which really stunned me. And I think it's not that we weren't told this, because I think it actually said that in the thing. It was like, oh, classic games, like this and this. But it didn't occur to me that they weren't a part of the second tier. They're only part of the third, more expensive tier. Yeah, and 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 that is the fault of us for not looking close enough. But they also probably wrote it that way to be a little obfuscated. Maybe, but also maybe the fact that it's so broken up is also indicative of this, right? Like it is a, it is a, it is not a good way to do this system because it is so confusing and so complicated. It is too confusing and too complicated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're in this stuff every day because we want to be and we're interested in it, and yeah. we couldn't see through the forest to find the the truth in what they posted. And let me tell you, when I saw that, when I saw that list, and I saw all of these games that are PS4 games, like, every version of The Last of Us, for example, The Last of Us Remastered and The Last of Us Left Behind, stuck behind the extra tier, and also the Uncharted Uncharted Nathan Drake collection, stuck behind the extra tier, it stunned me, and really, really, really soured my... um, my feelings about the service because they're they're holding stuff back they're saying some ps4 games but not all ps4 games come in this second tier you get ps5 games you get newer ps4 games in there that that is good but like the whole premise of that one costing as much as it does to me is based on a foundation of like (laughs) like the whole ps4 catalog yep which includes things like The Last of Us Remastered. I never played the PS3 version because it came out six months before the PS4. Like. Yeah. 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 It was it was incredibly upsetting. We had a big back and forth about it on, on the Discord when it, when it came forward. Uh, but that was only half the story. Um, Jeremy, is there any other thing you had to add on that particular wrinkle? It's gotten worse. <laughs> the thing that I didn't have any interest in has just gotten worse. Yeah, totally. Um, so this is there was a little issue that happened uh, as people started being able to pay for the service and receive the service. Uh, some people started noticing in dif- in the different territories in Southeast Asia and Asia in general um, that people who had bought uh, discounted PlayStation Plus memberships before the update, so. A few months ago, or maybe, you know, maybe last November during, they tend to have like a 25% off sale. You could buy it for a bit cheaper. And some people bought bought up and bought in bulk, right? So they've got like three years of membership backed up to the system um, so that people can have all that stuff there and have a, a discount stacked up for as long as they want. And then they wanted to convert that discounted PlayStation Plus uh, Essentials membership, which is what it is, 
to uh, the new membership. Not at the not at the reduced cost because they got it discounted in the first place. They're like new product, whatever. I get that. I want to buy the new product. These people were being charged not only the upgrade cost to go to uh, extra or deluxe, yeah, but they were also being charged the difference that was made up between when they bought the discounted year of PlayStation Plus. So whatever the difference was, rather between the amount that they were discounted and the full price of what they were discounted for. So say instead of buying an $80 membership, they bought a $60 membership and then they wanted to upgrade their membership. They had to pay that $20 difference for that year they had bulked up before they could even buy the new stuff. So they were essentially, they were getting rid of the discounts that they were offering to customers and consumers by charging it to them later down the track by gatekeeping their newest exciting product behind savings that they had offered customers already and charging them for it. Yeah, there was a... um, And so, yeah, like, we looked at this and went, like, this fucking sucks. Like, what the fuck are you doing? The idea that you would, like, basically rescind sale prices Mm. um, if you wanted to get... If you wanted to spend more money on their new service... Just and the people doing that on day one are the people who are interested in it. Are exactly, they, are their fans? Right? Are the are the the Sony hardcore? It absolutely like it. It fucking boggled my mind. I I could not believe it. Um, it's it's obscene. It's absolutely astounding. And like so, there was a single there was a scenario that really stuck out to me, which is so. This is what I wrote in, in Discord, which was some fucking kid is actually gonna is accidentally gonna charge his mum's credit card eighty dollars because his grandma got him a year of, of PlayStation Plus for Christmas. Um, yeah. Like the one thing you need to do when you are like do uh, selling a service that children, you know will want to buy is to make sure you don't accidentally piss off their parents, right? And it totally. would be so easy for, the, for it to happen here. Um, continuing on, like 24, 36 hours later, they came out saying it was a technical glitch. Um, yeah, players yeah. that have been affected are getting, are getting things refunded and it's not going to happen again and it's changed. Whatever. But this is another instance, much like it was when they tried to close the PS3 and PS Vita stores, this is another instance of them trying to get away with something and see if their fan base will let them do it. Like, we think, right? We, yeah. We, we, don't, we don't 100% know, but both of us believe that this was intentional in a way. Because and they've walked it back, you know, like, oh, this was an accident. Like, we're, like, how bad? Don't... Don't get mad at us online. They had to make that decision to do that. Someone had to make the decision to program it to be like that, that in that's all what of I the think. different territories. That, like, and not it, only it did seem like a like a financially minded decision because it, it's here's the thing, it's never it never happens the other way. You know, they never where ac- you like get a credit or something. They never accidentally do it that way. Yeah, you know, no, totally. Bank error in your in your favor never happens. <laughs> totally, that's a good point. And so then the the other thing is like they had customer service like canned responses ready to go for this scenario, right? Where yeah. people would call customer service to say, "Hey, this thing's happening. This is a problem." They were like, "Sorry, this is actually the way it's designed to be." Yeah. Sorry, and for the people who bulked up on three years of PlayStation Plus to even try essential even for a month, they had to upgrade 
they had to pay the difference on their discounted essential service for the full three years they had backed up before they could yep. even bother to try with the new stuff. Yeah. It's absolutely heinous. Like, it's awful. Yep. Yep. Like, it's... All of a sudden, the, the, the middle tier has less games than I realized and is being backed by a company that is exactly as greedy and, and profiteering and horrendous as some people have, you know... As someone who is quite fond of the games and fond of their platform, I've been willing to kind of be optimistic about their practices and optimistic about their outlook and say, oh, maybe this is a like a, a PR glitch or something for previous issues. But no, this is this is a blindingly clear instance of what their mindset is right now. And honestly, it's awful. Yeah. I, it's absolutely yeah. atrocious. It, it's, it's real bad. So we, we felt we really needed to discuss it because it's, it's important to the discussion we had a couple of weeks ago and it's honestly newsworthy and, and it's really fucking upsetting. <laughs> so I, I now only, just to cap it all off, you still interested, Gary? Uh, I don't, and I don't take particular pleasure in, in asking no. you this. No. The, uh, actually, the consumer actually, part of, there's a consumer part of me that is, but there's maybe one more thing we should talk about, which is how poor the emulation quality is. Oh, you're right. I it was going to bring that up. So yeah, Digital Foundry did a breakdown of this. Um, a lot of the games are running the uh, PAL versions of the games that came out on the the retro games, the PS1 game, PS1 games, uh, PSP games. Not sure, but. Which, uh, which those... we knew they were going to in a way because I think they did for the PlayStation Classic mini console. Yeah, and that's right. The, my understanding is the main reason they do that is because PAL has more language options available out yes. of the box. That being said, Nintendo Online offers you the option between PAL and NTSC. Exactly. And the main difference is the reason this is a, an, an issue is because 20 years ago, different regions had different... TV technologies. Yeah. One refreshed at 50 hertz in the PAL regions, and in the NTSC regions, uh, TVs refreshed at 60 hertz. And they weren't compatible. It gives you a flickering uh, mismatch if you try and uh, use one that isn't made for the other, like a PAL console on an NTSC TV, for example. Um, however, the standard now is 60 hertz, and that's what the PS5 runs at. So when you run a 50 hertz version, a 50 hertz game, all of a sudden, they're putting it inside of a 60 hertz wrapper so it functions. But it means you're constantly getting frame judders as it's, as it's rendering one frame per one frame millisecond, and then it's taking like two milliseconds to render another frame, and then one second. It's constantly uneven and apparently makes for a really subpar play experience. And, to and then they patched it after it initially released to the point now where it runs at 60 frames a second or 30, you know, it divides inside of that that container yeah but the only way they made it do that is by um adding in like frames in between that kind of smear the image they, they yeah. added ghosting across every 50 hertz game it just which looks is fucking terrible it looks it's awful. maybe worse if and it's only it's only a solution that makes it as bad as it was before yeah right <laughs> i would yeah. say um from secondhand experience 
There's a great tweet here from one Remy Raccoon YT. The cynic in me says Jim Ryan is trying to sabotage this service in an attempt to fool us into thinking that old games are just as bad as he thinks they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is like... This is like worse than Nintendo's online thing. And that was bad. Like that, like, okay. So I think overall, I think. I, yeah, I think it is generally worse. Yes. Uh, because NSO was extremely uneven. Yeah, right? some games And were there are worse some PS1 some games, games that run in 60 hertz or 30 hertz. For some of them just are the NTSC version. So like, sure. But like, uh, yeah, no, this is uniformly across the board worse, I think, than the, than the issues with NSO. And I think it's quite indicative of just PlayStation and Sony at the moment of how they treat, like, their legacy stuff. They wanted to shut down the PlayStation 3 and PSP Vita. and Vita stores. Yeah. There's, like, you know, when the... You remember when the PS5 was coming out, they said that the top 100 PS4 games would be backwards compatible and they had to quickly roll that back and say, actually, nearly all of them are going to be compatible. And they, had to, and the, yeah. like, they fumbled that. They've got the fucking PlayStation Plus thing, you know, that is just a complete fucking kerfuffle. They've got this nonsense $10, $15 upgrade thing that was meant to be free for Horizon then got wrapped up in the pay for the upgrade and then got re-wrapped up into the free pl- upgrade thing because it got yep. delayed. Um, and then we've got this just botched... Em- like, it's... Like, we've heard the story over and over again, but it's the market leader of one console, then it gets really cocky and comes into this console and starts to make unforced errors. Um, yeah. And I, I don't want to, like, I, I, you know, I'm not an, interested in any, in any console thing, any console wars or anything, um, but there's someone on Twitter that I follow named AuraHack. Um, what, what they tweeted was, Microsoft threw engineers at every nook and cranny of their back catalog to make games from 2002 natively run at 4K60, and Sony is just like, yeah, I don't know, blend the frames, it'll be fine. Um, yeah. Like for, like, for like 20 games. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> that's all it is. Exactly, right? Um, you know, like they went on to say, I have no idea what's going on over there. I'm sure there's some real bummer behind the scenes conversations. People obviously wanting to do better and just being told no over and over again. But dude, holy shit, what a way to disrespect your game's history. Um, yeah. Like and the people who pay for th- who pay extra. Remember, that's premium. This is a that's premium deluxe service. Deluxe premium. That's yeah. the most you could pay for this service to get the best, the this, most out of it. This isn't some pack-in. This isn't some, hey, we threw a bunch of these games up. You know, feel free to play them if you want. It's not like we're going to make any money off of them anyway. This is like a, no, pay more to get these old games and they run worse than they did when they came out. Um, Yep, this is three figures a year. I don't know. Like, and it it always goes back, my my thoughts always goes back to uh, when one of the internal words used when they were developing the PS5, which was legacy. And I still, I still wonder why that word was ever used, or I wonder yep. where it was, where they took it away. Right? At totally. What, at what point did they decide to just not worry about it being a legacy console? And like they've developed, they've announced this legacy team that we don't know what they're doing yet because it's still relatively new. Like, yeah, maybe share with us what you're planning with that. Right? Like, are you? Well, gonna- that's the thing. It's only just started. Like that. 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 
that totally. that legacy team is it's literally like three weeks old. Yes, like, and I understand that it will be quite new, and I'm sure they're just hiring at this point. Like, but yeah, the idea of them developing a team with the name Legacy means that they must have a goal in mind of what they want to do, whether it's totally. preserve their games going forward or look back at their previous games and help bring them to now. Or both. Or both. Like, we, I think we need to... They need to start being a little bit more open with maybe what they're doing because they're just... Like, they are burning some serious goodwill right now. Yeah, they are. We went from the start of that conversation we had a couple of weeks ago on the podcast where we said, I'm one of the only people who wants to swap from Game Pass to PlayStation Plus Extra. Yeah. So and, now, and, like, and you've been burned now, and I haven't even—I don't even have the option to try it yet. Like, I'm borderline just not gonna buy it on principle. Like, it doesn't matter whether I want to play any of the things they're offering. I kind of just don't want to support them for six months and let them, and like, tell them with my money because that's about all I can do to communicate anything to Sony, and tell them with my money that that was fucking unacceptable. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. Get your, get your head in the game, Sony. Look back 10 years to the humility you had when you were losing and think back to why so many people fell in love with your brand back then. It's not because of the shit you're pulling now, that's for sure. Yeah. God almighty. Business anyway, be business. That went, that went 10 minutes longer than we expected it to, but yeah, it's God. It's important. Um, now we're going to come at you with some really, really <sighs> prescient... Oh. hard-hitting, modern, current-day games, facts, and impressions, and... You, you ready, Kerry? Introduce oh, the you, game. For the... Pardon? Introduce the game and, and, and have a look. So, I'm going to be talking about me finishing Judgment. Oh, no. <laughs> it's the visual gag of the week. You put in... You put in Yagami's hands on the border! <laughs> It works so well. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> For those who don't know, it when Lost Judgment came out, and I've been playing Judgment, the first one, yes. but I played Lost Judgment. I was going to give you Yagami's hair, and but like I couldn't get like a good high quality picture of it. Yeah, no, that'd be too hard. But like when Lost Judgment came out, the the cover art is Yagami's face, the main character's face, and then this like these like sheet doors beside him, and he's got like these hands grabbing either side from behind it. And they've clearly just, like, taken... They've got a, an image of Yagami's, like, model. And they've, they've just put hands on the side yeah. and just put it there. Like, it's so hacked on. And so, the, this is quite effective. Although, I don't know why there are now four hands. It's quite strange. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Look how awful that looks. <laughs> but it's, it's such a good effect. It's, it's, it's exactly like the box art. Uh, that, that's very good. Thank yeah. you, Jeremy. Yeah. So but when I sorry, really quick, this, yeah. is, this is a tiny bit inside baseball, but later on when I go and try and make the TikTok, which I've been actually doing, so everyone should go look at that. Um, yeah, TikTok.com. Listen, listen to Dexter Jetster mini map AU. Um, this is gonna be a nightmare to fucking crop out. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna fucking suck. Yeah, it's a good point. Maybe it's not our best bit though. Maybe, I, maybe we need to, bit. we need to do something better, so I don't have to cut this out. I mean, I think our I think our Sony outrage is is pretty clippable, but we'll see. We'll yeah, see. We'll, we'll see what we'll see what it is. So, uh, I've been speaking about Judgment the last couple of weeks. Um, I finished it yesterday. Uh, I, you know, I was sitting there and I'm like, you know, it's the weekend. 
I've only got X amount of hours to sort of sink into something. Last time I played this was last weekend, but you know, I know it's kind of a 30-hour game. I'm 20 hours in. What am I going to do? And I decided to finish it. And I'm in this weird spot with it uh, where I'm ending this game about as high as I ended Lost Judgment, which is to say good. that, yeah, that is that is a good thing because the way I ended Lost Judgment led me to buying Judgment and playing the first game. So you can play Yakuza um, now, right? No. Damn it. Uh, but I'll get to that. <laughs> uh, so where I ended... I'm going to do this with my hands, right? Where I, where I ended my where I ended with my impressions of this game was fairly positive. And I feel like I started lower with judgment and like it slowly came up to where to a positive feeling. Whereas with lost judgment, I started really high on it and it sort of tapered down to a, to a a decent impression by the end. Um, I judgment starts so slowly it, and, and there's a, and there's a fair amount of faff that they cut for lost judgment that I wasn't aware of in the second game, obviously, because they cut it. Um, but yeah, the, this first game starts much slower than the other one because you don't have to set up the characters in the second one, and you don't have to set up like all of the backstory baggage that Yagami has, like you had in the first game, um, that he worked through during the first game because that's all resolved by the second game. All you have is a gripping plot, like it's a really great. I think it's an excellent opening in Lost Judgment. And it that story carried me through the whole way. I really enjoyed it. This one, not only could I see like similarities to the story of the first game, playing it mm-hmm. um, to the second game, but it started so much slower, so much slower, and you had to do so much, so many like side quests, but they were mandatory to get to the next part of the main quest. Um, so much of that nonsense. So I was very glad to have finished it and have felt as okay about it as I did. Um, The story is pretty intricate. I don't think it's quite as as multi-threaded as Lost Judgment's story was. There are so many facets of Lost Judgment's story that weave together and come together. Um, And this one is a bit, it's a bit more straightforward. Uh, which makes it a bit more plotting because this game has a habit of, like, if there's a revelation, they talk it through for five minutes to 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 say why it's even possible. And, you know, at the start of a chapter when they're talking next steps, then they, they're rehashing everything that happened in the last two hours pretty thoroughly. And and then there's a, there's always a big fight with, with people and then there's another twist and then there's another rehash. Like, it's quite methodical. Um, but it is really enjoyable. It is really enjoyable in the end. Um, I remember listening to uh, Greg Miller from Kind of Funny. He started this game before Lost Judgment was out because he was in, he was looking for a detective game, he was looking for a, a crime game, and this does fit that bill. But he fell off pretty quickly, and I can see why. This game really it just drags at the start. So I'm glad I finished it. I'm really glad I'm going to get to um, play something else. But specifically, <laughs> play something else that isn't made in Japan. I feel like that's the only game I've played in the last three months, really, with, like, a little bit of V-Rising here, you know, stuff like that. What's, but, what's wrong with that? 
there's nothing wrong with it, but I'm so keyed into the specific ways that they make those games at the moment. I'm playing Persona, I'm playing Judgment, I'm pl- Elden Ring to an extent as well. Like, there's there's a there's a way they make those games that is just different, and that's fine. But I, it's all I've been doing for three months, and and the reason I was sitting there thinking, oh, what am I going to play next? I could play this, is because I was thinking, you know what? I kind of just want to play like Guardians. And just give me quips and jokes and some Do fast it. combat. Do it. Like, and that's that's what will happen this next weekend. Like, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. Um, but yeah, I I just like I'm I'm sick of the <laughs> I'm sick of the sexualization and tokenization of women, and I'm sick of the well, not sick of, but I'm a bit over the melodrama. And right. Judgment does it so well, right? Like, there are these moments that they've done such a good job with their combat system where you have these EX moves, right? Your triangle moves when you charge up enough of your bar. Mm-hmm. And they're all uh, contextual to the situation, depending on how much health you have, what fighting style you're using, what you're holding, if you're holding a weapon or a traffic cone or a couch, or if you're next to, like, a bollard in the street. And when you hit that, you basically do this really fancy cinematic takedown move and they're not one hit kills but they're really really strong um and the more you do one the weaker it gets so you're 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 prompted to uh change it up but you do doing those attacks they're really satisfying to watch and they're the kind of thing where like yagami will like kick someone into the air and then like turn and do this really really fast spinning roundhouse kick but they do the thing where he's spinning and then they 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 go they, check, they cut to a different camera angle and it's from like two seconds ago where he's starting his jump kick again. So you see him start his spinning jump kick three times like woo, 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 poof. And like every time it's something like that. It's so cinematic and punchy and flashy it, it, and it's ridiculous. Like a, it's like a kung fu movie. It is, but it's really dynamic in game. Like it, it plays off really well. Yeah. And then the cut scenes are so melodramatic and it's like, I was going to save the world. And they're screaming out people's names and and people are running through the streets. That, like, it's for how realistic it is in its setting of Tokyo and Japan. It's so melodramatic. It's it's so fascinating. Um, and I'm, I'm just ready for a bit of just regular drama. Right. Sure. <laughs> just just a bit more of what I'm used to because this is this is just all i've been doing for the last three months now um now that said i did say a couple of weeks ago when i started this one how it was almost like a straight rip off in some areas where like the exact same ui exact same animation same character models and to be fair there is some of that but what i did last night when i finished the game is i was like i just want to see the first hour of lost judgment of the second game and i went and i looked at my gameplay walkthroughs that i made for IGN, which is the whole reason I played the second game in the first place, so I could just watch it. Didn't have to install anything. Um, and I could skip some of the faff. And I was a bit unfair on the game, in terms of how much they did and did not reuse. For someone who who kind of surface level knew the second game, and then came back to the first game after like six or eight months, a lot is similar. And it is similar. But what they did between those games they've made so many subtle refinements the combat's mm. faster in the second game there's a whole other fighting style the animations are different you can jump as part of your combat move set which it, it drastically changes a lot of things 
I love that they put as much time and care and effort into small changes that aren't necessarily huge visible ones that make for a really much smoother gameplay experience rather than something that's super flashy or something that's um you know really marketable they rem- in the first game for example you could take mortal injuries which cuts off part of your maximum health bar like it like fractures it sure and it's like oh you need to go to a doctor to get that fixed and you know what it's bloody annoying <laughs> and it's not in the second game right. so it's it's stuff like that where it's like you know it doesn't it doesn't change that much but it it removes all of the little bumps in the road along the way, they, they smoothed out a lot of them and they made other things more dynamic so they were less stale when you did it for the 18th time in the side quests and just more robust in a lot of ways. So I just wanted to, really wanted to say that. It was like, you know, Lost Judgment, they, they really did improve a lot. Even if it's kind of hard to see on the surface, they made a lot of distinct like really purposeful improvements and i really appreciate that from a developer at the moment right so yeah that's is judgment it, is it not unlike a like a dark souls one to dark souls two in that regard then i guess Whoa. or is that a, is that maybe a larger jump uh, i would not say that dark souls 2 is an improvement on dark <laughs> souls 1 or a refinement of dark souls 1 so uh that, that's hard for me to really engage with because all i want to do is say (laughs) all right fair enough yeah um it's hard to find an equivalent you know uh maybe it's one to yakuza two or two to never played them jeremy i wouldn't know four to five (laughs) it is it does need to be said that their their portrayal of women in these games is not great you never like i was looking at my stats i showed you stats at the end uh I apparently took out like 850 enemies or something. All of them men. Right. You know, and not once is one of my allies a woman in the fight, except for the one time where she was someone to protect. And every time she yelled out, go Yagami, I got a health boot, a a health boot, a health buff slash boost. Pardon me. (laughs) She she passed the boof. (laughs) Like that. And that was it. That happened once for 10 minutes and that was it. Right. Uh, So... Yeah, like, they really need to do better in that regard. Um, but yeah, I'd, I think I'd recommend people to just go with the second game over the first game. If you like the second game enough, you can go back to the first one like I did. Because I still struggled. I nearly just got to the point where I was like, I'm just going to watch the cutscenes. Like, I'm just going I'm, to, I'm done playing this, I'm uninstalling it, I'm going to watch the cutscenes to know the story and then move on. Um, I'm glad I didn't, but it was close. It was close there for a minute. Right. So yeah, judgment. It's good. <laughs> that yeah. is my judgment of it. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, you. Oh, this, I suppose this is actually a brand new game. Kinda. Uh, it's a new release. Uh, kind of. Uh, tell us what you've been playing, Jeremy. Apex Mobile. Apex Mobile. mobile. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, they they put Apex on the phone. Uh huh. Um, I don't know how they did that, but they did. Um, what, what do you mean? What do you? How do you? What do you mean? I, you know, I think just still, even now, you know, four years after Fortnite became the largest game in the world, hmm. Battle Royales on the phone is still kind of a wild concept to me. I think um, that's fair enough. Uh, 
and you know it's a this a hero based one. So okay, so I've been playing Apex on the phone. This game is nearly all of Apex. There's not every character. I think there's about nine or ten. Nine, nine, nine or ten characters. One of them not in the regular version of Apex. There's a new character for the mobile phones. Mm-hmm. Um, the cellular phones, as, as I like to call them. Um, What's his name? Fade? Fade, yes. I don't have him. He's the Battle Pass guy. And so I haven't oh. So I haven't tried him. Like, you can get him outside the Battle Pass, I believe. But, like, that's like the, you know, you pay for the Battle Pass for this one, you get a whole character, and that's, like, a big deal. And it, it encourages you to buy the Battle Pass. It's a, it's a good way of getting money. Um, there's a lot in this game. And also, there's some things in this game that are not in the regular version of Apex that would be okay. improvements. I think they should add okay. this. First of all, um, they added uh, a lo- location names while you're dropping that poke out from where they are so you can see what everything is called. So you could just call uh, out. Sort of like Warzone. Did they do that in Warzone? When you I fly know, over the was... map in Warzone, the, 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 the names are laid flat across the, the scenery until you get close enough and then they fade away. Yeah, it's kind of like that, but it's like, a, yeah, it's like a point in the map. Like, hey, like over here, this is Capital City. Um, which is the the city? It's got it's got the first map in the that's that was in uh, Apex. It's got World's Edge. No, not World's Edge. What's the other one? Kings no, Canyon. No, sorry, it's got World's Edge. It doesn't have Kings Canyon. Um, right. So it's got the second one it's in got, its original form, where the city isn't broken up. Uh, mm, I think the city is broken up. Oh, there's a big crack going through the middle of it. Lava fissure. I don't remember. So I'll <laughs> I'll get to that. Um, okay. It's got what I think is the best map, um, which I think is it's a good start. Um, okay. Uh, this game has team deathmatch. <laughs> oh, okay. This game has a full-on just uh, 5v5, I think, TDM in sections of the map. Um, mm-hmm. And it is just like, you know, one... Call of Duty. It, yeah, it is just one or two second respawn team deathmatch. Get to... Mm like, you know, 40 kills or whatever. Um, there are so many currencies in this because obviously it's a mobile game that they can do that, but there yeah. are so many currencies. Also, you can upgrade heroes in this game. You can... Oh, nice. Yeah, right? But the thing is, so eat the way there are skill trees for each oh, character. Oh, no! Right? I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I want to play some Apex. I'm like, there's skill trees in Battle Royale? Um, Playing Mass Effect. Right? Um, so each character has a currency, um, like each character's got like a token and it's like two or three tokens per upgrade, which I think is good because it doesn't mean it does. It's not at that point you, when you play one character, you get a ton for that character and you can just choose whatever upgrades you want basically. Um, and you're not like, Oh, do I want to give it to this character in case I want to play this? Like, it's like whatever character you play, you're going to get the most tokens for and it's fine. Um, some of the, some of them are like, if you, do a finisher, your shield gains 100 damage points to, towards its level up, which is a fair bit. Um, there's another one which is, uh, for example, I was playing Bloodhound, um, who is like a reconnaissance character. Um, uh, if I do a finisher, I can um, reset my tactical ability immediately. Oh, um, that's got quite a long recharge. So. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like 15 seconds. So like that, that's quite useful sometimes. Um some of them is like if you ping 
if you are if you ping an enemy's footsteps because Bloodhound can track uh, enemies in the game, then your birds will fly towards where that enemy team is in the general direction, so you have an idea of where they are. Like there's there's some there's some thought put into this stuff. Um, How much? Do you have to grind or pay to get these character upgrades? So, I got so you get th- so you get you get to choose three character upgrades at a time. They're all different types, so different shapes can fit in the socket. So you have to equip them. I got three for Bloodhound within two matches. So I got to fill in all three slots almost immediately. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Like, do really they get more expensive? They do, but. It's like so. You're not just you're not only unlocking um, upgrades. Some of them are like you know Bloodhound banner frames, Bloodhound character portraits, that sort of stuff. So you get those in between as well. Um, and they do get more expensive. They don't. They don't particularly get better as you go. They are just different. I will say. Okay, that's cool. So they real they enable you to quickly make what you think you might like to start with. Yes. And then if you play with them more, then you can start to fiddle with it more. That's it, interesting. It does not feel pay to win as of yet. The yep. what the options that are there feel like they're all pretty even. It's more about what do you want to prioritize when you play to your strength sort of thing. Um the great thing about being a battle royale on the mobile phone is that there is a lot less barrier to entry. Which means that way more people are playing it, which means that we are winning games. Oh, okay, right. Getting dubs, yo! <laughs> I got nineteen kills, motherfucker. That's a lot of kills. That's a third of the server. <laughs> um, Do you think there's bots, Jeremy? There are bots. Um, that being said, give me the bots. <laughs> I mean, like, no, like no, because the more you play, you'll get out of bot territory and you play against through. Like, I have lost one match out of the seven I've played. Whoa. Shit. I, I want to say a larger majority of it is because there's a lot of new players and mobile controls are wonky. There's some cool things like it'll automatically like snap on to enemies when you're looking. So there's like a little, there's some stronger auto aim. Um, the auto pickup is really good. You can, you can set parameters for how much you want to pick up stuff. So like you can oh. say, I want to pick up uh, like four canisters or I want to pick up eight canisters. And then oh, when, when, that's you, great. when you walk over um, uh, like things on the ground, it'll pop up like a list of things on the ground and it'll go like pick up, pick up, pick up. Or, and if it's not something that you need to pick up, for example, an attachment for a gun you don't have, it's not going to pick it up. You can decide if you want to pick it up but you won't automatically pick up things you don't need and you can set, for example, grenades or healing, you can set how can much you, you want to carry at any point. Can you set, like, favoured scopes? Or... I don't know. You might have to manually do that. I'm not too sure. Because scopes are interesting, right? Where there's, you know, there's rarity of scopes, there's grey, there's blue, there's purple, but, like, you want different scopes for different guns or, like, yeah. if it's really late game, you don't really need that much of a long-range scope. So, yeah, that one's that's interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm not too sure about that. Um, uh, there is some, uh, for some reason, the Apex Mobile, uh, so across players in, in, like, if you're in a squad, um, the characters do automatic callouts and stuff. Um, it automatically calls out when you're firing at an enemy and it'll automatically ping the enemy, which is great. Oh, Really good. Really useful. Um, same with like, hey, there's an enemy over here and it'll also automatically ping items on the ground that are like of use. I don't know if oh, it to no, you or your teammates. 
to your teammate. So, so say I'm full on shield batteries. If I see a shield battery, it'll automatically ping, hey, there's a shield battery over here. Hell yeah. Really useful. Really, really useful. Um, what I will say as well is that uh, it, it, it's not quite as tight with some of the character controlling stuff. The, for example, the, uh, the jump pad, is, it doesn't feel quite right. Nearly everything else, like though. Like Octane's jump pad. Yeah. Um, nearly everything else, though, feels really good. Sliding is maybe the only thing that's also a little bit off. Um, the it it's got all like auto climbing um, because like, like it's got like it's got auto climbing s- settings, but it also shows you like a bar of how long it will take you before you finish climbing the thing, um, mm. which is kind of cool. There's a lot of like good like quality of life improvements for this because they obviously have to make it for a smaller screen things. That, yeah. you know, less less physical controls, right? Yeah, totally. It's harder to work and there's less to see. You can also set on auto fire as well. So if you if you're looking down a scope, you can tell it to automatically fire the gun, um, which is interesting. Um, I've been playing with an Xbox controller, which has also helped me definitely win. I was going to say that probably is puts you above ninety five percent of every other player on the server. Honestly, you'd be surprised. Um, okay. Like, so I was playing with friend of the show Ollie every because we work together. Just over lunch, we just play one game of Apex because we have an yep. hour at lunch and a game probably takes about. 25 minutes so we go walk to lunch grab coffee come back eat lunch and then sit down and just play a game of apex and then go to work um uh we're still about the same it's just more comfortable for me i think um i'm not i'm just making less mistakes um but there's there's a little bit of like there's some glitches with that then introduced Uh, um for example the map button when i click the map button which is the select button on the controller the left hand side guide button um uh, it'll open up the map and also ask me if I want to quit. <laughs> um, as well as like... As some, that- uh, I, I haven't quit because of it, but like it okay. has been like a little bit like, hey, no, fuck off, I'm trying to look at the map. Um, yeah. Also, like some of the menus, I can't exit without using the touchscreen. And like right. inventory management is way easier with a touchscreen because um, it's basically a mouse. Um, yeah. Interesting. I, cool. It's good. You know, I'm not going to play it over playing a regular apex but i think it i think i hope these two games work in tandem to improve each other Mm, interesting i I think there's a good amount of things already in this game that should be added to the main game Um, okay whether what are your top three uh, I think the auto pickup stuff is great. I think it's really fucking useful being able to set parameters. You don't have to worry about the inventory management. You know the build you want to make. You know, yeah. like for example, I always know how much ammo I want to keep. I always know how much healing I want to keep, and it's usually the same every match. And it totally it 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 works for me. I would love and to. And then set you have the option to adapt as the matches. Yeah, you, you can decide to override that if you want. Like you can say, you know, I actually want to pick this up as well. But like you can also decide not to. Um, super fucking useful. Um, I think the auto pinging of enemies is very, very useful. I would love to have that as an inclusion. Um, it just helps sort of make your teammates feel more, more important because if someone is being like, if someone is either new to the game or deliberately not using the ping because they sort of don't really care about having teammates, it will at least make them be useful. Um, and finally... I don't know. The names on the map, I think, are useful. Like, I think it's good okay. to just have, like, define names for callouts of places on the map. Um, because they're on the map itself, but being able to see them when you fly is really cool. Oh, there's one final thing as well. Um, 
uh, when you choose your character, you then for about five seconds, you then go into a different menu, which is the final menu before you launch into the ship, which is what skin do you want to use for this game? Ah, that's what, good. What a neat little addition. I would love that in, in the regular game. Because, like, you know, when if you choose random favorites, it'll choose one of your random favorites, but sometimes you like one of your random favorites more than the other one. And I would love yeah. the option to maybe sync up with people. Like, you know, like if mm-hmm. I... Because you see all three characters that are in the game, but it gives you a list oh, of your skins at the bottom. And so that's you, can, great. you can choose your one and you can try and, like, sync up to be, like, all red, for example. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty good. It's a free game. Okay, I think it's that's pretty great. fun. I like the Apex. <laughs> um Yeah, I don't know. It's cool. Great. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, it's I got wasn't a, it's expecting got, such a such a good reaction. Yeah, it's also got first person and third person modes as well. Um because it's you know, because it's a mobile game. Um, you know, they some some first person don't always work well for some people on phones. Especially, mm-hmm. you know, because they they at this point it's now just a direct like competition with Fortnite and like PUBG Mobile, both of those games have first and third. Oh, Fortnite doesn't have first person, does it? No, Fortnite never did. No, um, PUBG definitely but does. Fortnite, and... Fortnite is also not a separate client. Fortnite is the the game. Yes, and as as far as I'm aware, this game is completely separate. You are not playing against anyone that is not playing on mobile. Yeah, no, the version of the map you're playing on the train's still running. That hasn't happened. Yes, in that's Apex right. The train PC is in... still running. Yeah. Yes. Um, that means that it is the old version of World's Edge. Yep. That's a good indicator. Mm. Um, there you go. Well, cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. I'm, it's a fun thing to play once a day while I'm at work and every now yep. and again in the middle of the night when I should be going to sleep. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. It's the kind of game that I'm like, mm, that would be fun if I thought my battery would not suffer 40% for it. But I, it will, I, and I, I'll be more annoyed by that than I would be enjoying the game. My um, it it gives you a battery battery indicator inside the game, which I think is very useful. Yeah. Um, but also I haven't noticed the really significant battery decrease while I've been playing. Like you know, it, it, it it's a three D game. There is a, a battery decrease, but not a like unsustainable like. I got to play this game and then plug in my phone at the same time sort of thing. Yeah, um, no, and there's, totally. There's but also graphical options you can change on the fly as well. I would posit a guess that you are perhaps a heavier user of your phone than I am of mine. Yes, which means my battery is fucked. My battery it's lasts... It's already not lasting that long, right? So the difference for you when you load up a 3D game is it's, you're not, it's not that uncommon for you necessarily to be loading up more games, right? Whereas uh, I'm noticing the battery decrease when I play too much Egg Ink. Right. So I would I would counter that with there is no such thing as too much Egg Ink. <laughs> <laughs> no, Egg Ink I could I could suffer for. I I I got a long way in Egg Ink. I got like two eggs away from the end, I think. Wow. Started using all those boosts I hadn't been using for the, for the rest of the time, and you you really I feel when the Olympics were on. Anyway, we don't have to get you know, you know, that's good idol game though. Um, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, what we've got for you for our topic of the show is sort of a mid-year check-in. The day we're recording this is the thirtieth of May, and so it's just about time for us to talk about where our favorite games are at the moment. So uh, stick around. Uh, oh, we'll be right back. I hit the button real quick. Oh, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's fine. We outro. That's fine. <laughs>
there's stories and like I, I need to play more. I need to I need to sink my teeth into it before I have an opinion or really want to really want to get it, go into it. Um, but that is very high on my priority list of like, ooh, is this a game made for me? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, I like I and I I really quite like the Lego Star Wars game, but I I also don't love it. But it's currently my number three. It's it, that and Horizon, I think, are my two my two number yeah. threes. <laughs> and they're they're probably some of the games you played the most this year, right? Um, sort of. I've been I've been bouncing a bit. I've mm. been I've been struggling to find a game from this year that I really want to fall all the way into. Um, you know, like I tried Jet the Far Shore. I played some whatever the fucking that game that I spoke about the other day with the breaking down buildings. What's it called? Oh, tear down. Tear down. Um, I've downloaded Norco. I haven't even, I haven't given it a go. I played a little bit of Loot River. Like I've I've played a bunch, but I haven't found a. I haven't fallen into anything yet. Jeremy, do you think this is partly because of your new work schedule, where you are now like a well, you're you're a almost full time employee. You do four instead of five days a week, um, but like you know, you have much less time than you used to to do this stuff. Uh, and I think it's fair to say that you know when June got their full-time job in, what, 2019, you know, that had a pretty big effect on how they played with and interacted with games um, in general. Do you think that's part of what's going on here, or...? I think I've actually just been watching a lot of TV shows because I keep wanting to watch Better Call Saul. <laughs> That's true. You've been talking, talking up a lot of Severance. No, the, not Severance. Um, Severance succession. is one of them. Succession, succession is another one. Um, like I've been watching a lot of TV um, and I, 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 I don't think it's a like I don't have time to play game sort of thing. I think it's just like, like I fell off TV for about two or three years. Um, and I, I've I've started to catch up on shows again, um, mm. and I've just had less time to do both, um, as well as you totally. know, there's all the Star Wars shows and the Marvel shows that just won't stop fucking coming out, and there's, um, yep. and you know, and the other day I'm like, oh, do I want to read comics again? And I'm like, I do, but <laughs> like, I don't know if I can commit to that. Um, yep. But also, I've played a lot of hours of Vampire Survivors, which we'll get to a little in. We'll get to very soon, but I have played a lot of hours of that. Yeah, totally. Um, so I don't, I don't think it's quite the same thing. I think it's just more. I've just been doing other things that I haven't done for quite a while. Yeah, I, I had to have that talk with myself, where it was like, what have I been doing? Where I'm like not playing games with friends, or and I'm not getting much time with this, or and I wanted to try this, but I haven't gotten to it yet. And why is my backlog so big? And I realized it's because I was spending at least half of if not more than half of my like recreation time just on youtube just watching like nl play Fortnite because he did that for the one week and then like i was watching a bloody i was watching him play binding of isaac today unironically just watching him do that and it was great but i had to have the talk with myself where it's like if you want to play more games you need to put more time into playing games and actively do that it's why i you know, I sit down on the weekend and it's like, all right, uh, you know, go for a walk, uh, do some dishes, maybe prep a meal. And then, you know, sit down in the afternoon. And it's like, all right, what are you going to play? You're going to play something. What is it going to be? Um, 
And, you know, that's and that's why I chose Judgment, because I was like, if I don't finish it this weekend, like, when am I going to go back to this game? And then it'll be hanging over me, like, the Sword of Damocles for the next 12 months. Like. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's it's tricky. Um, What's one of your games a- of, the, of the year currently, Kerry? I'm really fond of Arceus, Pokemon Legends Arceus. And it's the kind of game I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to get back to it. But also I I did put in a couple of dozen hours already and I know what it is. And there are more games that I want to (laughs) play. So the question becomes, do I prioritize playing more Arceus and filling out my Pokedex or getting to new stuff that I haven't been able to try yet? And we'll get to my game's... But under the category games we missed or want to go back to, my list is quite large because I've missed a lot of games because I played Elden Ring for three months straight. But like, do I want to go back to Arceus and catch things for two hours and then sort them for two hours? I kind of do, Jeremy. I kind of do. Unironically, I swear. I really really dug that game. And you know what? You're not the only one. Not me, but a lot of other people. Yes. Yeah, it's funny how divisive that game ended up being, but like mildly divisive. Although I guess it's a Pokemon game, so it's not that surprising. <laughs> mildly divisive. Well, it's it's not like really high on it, really hate hate it. I feel like it's a lot of like, yeah, it's really good, or like, eh, it's not my thing, which is a kind of moderation you don't normally see in the Pokemon community, I feel like. Yeah. Um but yeah, another one I've got in here is like Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection. That's partly because I just haven't played that many games that have come out this year. And right. I liked this one, and it is one of them. <laughs> it's like one of four. So that's just kind of in there, but like we don't need to talk about it. Um We we need to we need to address the elephant in the room though, Jeremy. The vampire survivors. Vampire survivors. Vampire survivors. And, and, and part of this elephant is that the 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 date stamp on it says entered early access in december 2021 yeah Yeah. so that's that's an interesting little wrinkle but uh it really didn't gain any traction until january um it's only been on people's radars this year and it's the kind of thing i think we are going to see it on people's game of the year lists this year and 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 Um, i will say that i think for me at least my game of the year starts when you hit full release when you when you go into full release, like when yeah, when you go into full releases, when I need to then start to consider you for game of the year, and okay. because like I have played games in the past that were in early access, which were good and then became not good, mm-hmm. and I think you need to judge it on a one type release, like when when like PUBG exactly like PUBG. You, when you decide it's released, is when I'm going to start being critical for you. Of you, brother. Oh, man. And boy, was that true of, of PUBG. Tell yep. you what. Yep. Um, well, it's funny, though, right? Because that it, it hit 1.0 at the end of 2017. No, no. Is that right? Uh, 2016. I don't no, know. 1.0. 1.0. 1.0. It, only came, it only entered early access in 2017. Was it at the end of that year or yes. end of 2018? I can't 20, remember. 2017 was when it hit, uh, hit 1.0 because we were still at uni. Right. Okay. Just barely. Um, I would say it was my game of the year from everything we played prior to it, though. Like, we didn't hit the highs with PUBG after 2017. It was just on a bit of a... And it was... We, we played hundreds of hours of that game that year. So for me, that, you know, that, that counted. And so in that regard, if Vampire Survivors doesn't hit 1.0 this year, I would still include it in the conversation. 
Sure. Um, yeah, and like, and personally, uh, yeah, it's a it's a personal thing. I will I will personally wait, but that's fine. But also, it's maybe the game you've played the most this year. Maybe it's yeah. Well, so ooh, it's close. But between that Apex, um, maybe Cannonball Horizon. Yeah, maybe Horizon. I, I played more Elden Ring than Horizon. I think. Yeah, there's a lot of games. Turns yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, what a what a what a great darling, game! You know? What a it's an amazing game. Sick game. It's so simple. It's, it's just so you, simple. You automatically attack things that get close to you, and the things that get close to you become larger in number and stronger, and you become stronger. Yeah. And the graphics are lots, and the sounds are lots, and the numbers go up, and the timer goes up, and you. It's so refined and simple, but it's yeah, good. Like you've got a maximum of half an hour. Like you know, runs are no longer than thirty-one minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, there are upgrades. There are evolutions for your upgrades, and there's a maximum mm-hmm. you hit on those per run. There's new characters. There's, there's roguelike there's progression. Tons of characters. There's like twenty-five or thirty characters in this game. Really? There's a ton. I keep getting fucking more. Wow. There's, okay. There's, I've got like 12. There's like seven stages. Yeah. Something like that now. Uh, yeah. Yep. And they're um, constantly updating it. Yeah. They've it's, even got a joke about NFTs in there. Yeah. Yes. It's great. Um, there's a dog. It's great. Uh, Ponkle is the name of the developer. <laughs> know what you were talking about Ponkle. like what game is this <laughs> i looked at that for the first time just now Ponkle. Ponkle. P-O-N-C-L-E. i must have seen that but i i completely disregarded it right <laughs> that's funny and then and then the other elephant although i'd say in this conversation it would be it would be a smaller el- elephant is elden ring elden ring is it on your list jeremy it's number two number two Currently, it's um, it's a good one. It's, it's I, I, I will say it's currently my number two below Vampire Survivors, but it is also number one on my list of games that I need to go back to. Interesting. Okay, that is but, a good context. But, Do you want to expound on that? I should finish the game. Yes, you should, especially because if you mainlined it, you're actually pretty close. Yeah. You may not want to mainline it. Yeah, I, I sort of, I just sort of do whatever I want, to be completely honest. And that game is great for that. That game yeah. is fantastic for that. That game is its best when you do that. And that kind of comes into why and how it is on my list, which is that I didn't, I didn't get to play that game the way I would play it. Right? I, I played all of Limgrave, which is very dense. I played all of Limgrave probably about three times. It's the densest part of the game. It is. And, it's, and that ex- exploration is pristine. It's lovely. I absolutely adore it in that area. And then I just bounced from main dungeon to main dungeon because that was the work I needed to do. And that's not a terrible way to play the game. Um, and I saw a lot of the content and I finished the game. I don't know if I would have finished this game by now if I didn't have to do that for work. But it has meant that like a lot of these things I didn't get to discover. It was like, I finished this, I'm like, okay, what's the next thing in terms of, like, the campaign, you know, that is, like, going to be searched most? You know, it was, a, it was a, an impersonal playthrough. Mm. Um, 
and that's just the way it is. But it does mean that I feel like I haven't, I haven't had a true Elden Ring experience in, in some ways. I, ha- I wouldn't, I haven't experienced it in the way that I would have if I played it differently. Obviously, um, but I think it's it, it's hard to say. I think it does something. I think it's another really unique entry for from software. I think it it's it, and it's in a way that's not like oh Bloodborne's great, but Bloodborne's still fucking hard. It's so hard, and Sekiro is different and uncompromising as well. Elden Ring Sekiro is harder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Elden Ring is so approachable in a way that many FromSoft games haven't been in a long time. Um, so customizable, so, you know, there's so many different ways you can approach different objectives and so many different ways you can build your character and different weapon sets and, and an, an easier ability to change your character as you go forward and and so many different ways that you can decide to progress that I think it's it's a real achievement in that regard just how strong it is in being able to give the players the choice to do whatever they want to do in that world and play however they want to play. I think it's a real achievement in that regard. Yeah. I, you remember we were having conversations about what if I hate it because there's a lot of open world games that I really hate. Yeah. Um, they or games ma- that have become open world that you like less. And they made an open world game that I should hate, but I love it because they made it so well, right? Yep. Like they, yep. they, they, they went all the way past me hating it to bringing me around to really liking it. Um, they, they pulled you out of the hate valley. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There's the uncanny <laughs> valley and then there's, there's the Jeremy hates this valley. The hatred valley. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a lot of games that sit in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> PUBG's at the bottom. Yeah, PUBG, Halo, they're all in there. Um, uh, infinite, specifically. Um they, 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 yeah, they did something truly special. Um, mm. I, I like Bloodborne more. <laughs> yep, yep. And I think that's fair. And honestly, I think you might maybe always. I don't know if they're ever going to make a game that does that again. Yeah, I, yeah, it's, it's the one <laughs> Neo. <laughs> it is Neo. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think, like, I don't know. I think it's like all a lot of their games are more than the sum of their parts, but I think Bloodborne is the most more than the sum of its parts. Um, <laughs> slap that on the box. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the most more than the, the most sum of more its than the sum of its parts. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it. It just it does. It, it 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 hits higher highs, I think, than a game than a game structured like Elden Ring can. It came fucking close, but it's just like it's just a different thing. Um, yeah. And I, I think when when you compare them side by side, I think for me, Bloodborne just like it it you know it touches God in that way, right? <laughs> You know, like <laughs> Remember, you already played this last year. It's so funny how how impressive it is. Yeah, yeah. Elden Ring reached for the stars, and Bloodborne, you know, got into heaven. Bloodborne ascended. Yeah, yeah. 
and then last thing on my list of best games we've played this year is an honorable mention because it's a game that hasn't come out this year and regular listeners will know the answer to this already but it's persona 5 royal um i can't get over how much i'm enjoying this game right now um like sam and i we're not quite at this level we're like one step down from like screaming at the tv i've yelled out a couple of times with like plot reveals and like and us discussing mysteries and and talking about it while sam's at work like on their lunch break we're like messaging about the plot from the previous night like like it's fun being able to share that with sam but like even if i was playing this on my own ah it's it's so good it's so good like it's it it, it's just so good like i i it's it's hard for me to describe and also it's well, Royals three year, two, two and a half years old. The main game's five years old at this point. It's been said to death. But man, if you enjoy JRPGs, give yourself a treat if you haven't gotten to this one already. Like, oh man! It, it, and it's funny when I think back to how I initially spoke about it when I started playing it for the podcast. Yeah, and talking about how they just jump into those themes really recklessly, and they do at the start. They, it's really maybe too intense at the start. Um, but man, the way it develops and the the connection and the attachment I feel to these characters in this world is it's it's been a long time since something new has grabbed me like this. Right, cool. That's good. That's fun. It, yeah, it's it's sick. Um, so that's what we've been playing, and there's some of the best games we've played this year. And just to quickly addendum to that, my honorable mention for games oh, that, yes. I'm, that I've been playing Sorry. a ton that is well that I've been playing that is not come out this year uh is disco elysium mm. uh i think I've, once again regular listeners will know this um but I, yeah it's it's for me it is a it is a once in a gen it is a once in a generation story for games mm. this one i just i can't get over just how beautiful it's really beautifully it's written um mm-hmm. yeah it's like the it's the closest thing I think games have come to poetry. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. So, should play more I, uh, PlayStation Plus subscribers, it is currently 45% off for you at the moment. Uh, so if you want to get it for 33 bucks. 33 bucks plus the cost of the PlayStation Plus. Plus the cost of the PlayStation Plus, that's right. Um, I've been like sitting on it because like, oh, am I going to play it? I just need to buy it. I'm just going to do it. Um, but at the same time, I haven't yet. Uh, so moving on, we're going to talk about what some of the best games that have come out this year are in terms of the Metacritic responses. Now, we went and combed through the list because, um, <laughs> for example, if we if we read out the top 10 of these, uh, let me just give you a little taste of the top five. Number one at 96 is Elden Ring for PlayStation 5. Number two at 96 is Elden Ring for Xbox Series X. Um Number three on PC at 94 is Elden Ring. <laughs> so, And then it's Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe at 93 and then God of War on PC. So we're not... We, we've we've combed this down to actually games that have come out this year and not every single release of them that have come out this year as well. Yeah. Um, and this is sort of just like... You know, some of these is like, duh, like Elden Ring's here. Yeah. Um, but it'll be interesting to see, you know, oh, surprise, X didn't make it or... Interesting that this is here. So let's go through these. Uh, number top to bottom, Jeremy. What do you reckon? Top to bottom or bottom to top? Uh, 
Top to bottom. Top to bottom. Starting at the top. The best game of the year. I did already spoil it. It is Elden Ring. Uh, 96 on PS5 and Xbox Series X. 94 on PC. I don't think uh, there's any so- surprise that about that at all. No. no. So much universal acclaim. Yep. Like, And then all of the people you see on Twitter who are picking it up and are like 30 hours into it still in Limgrave, loving it. Loving playing it their own way. Like, it's, it is that more that much more approachable now where it, it has hit that mainstream appeal and it isn't bucking people off immediately yeah. like yeah it's is is good uh second on the list is the stanley parable ultra deluxe bit of debate on whether we should include this include this on my end but jeremy informs me that it's much more than just a remaster with new content it is quite robust of yeah. a addition I, I would i would say it's it's close to a I, I haven't played it. I will. I will say, and I, I've been avoiding playing it until I. Sorry, I've been avoiding looking at stuff until I play it. But from my understanding, it is not unlike Persona Five Royal in mm. terms of additions, which I would include. Yes. Yes. Royal is okay. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So the base game is in there. The I, I the original stuff is in there, but there is more, much more to do that makes it more robust. Um, the scores for that is 93 on Xbox, 91 on PS5, 90 on PC, 87 on Switch. Um, yeah. And the scores like balancing out just because different people review on different platforms and then that balances out differently. But, yeah. um, it was the second one on the list. So uh, Next up is Rogue Legacy 2, which has been in early access for a while. Finally came out about a month ago. It's 90 on Xbox, 88 on PC. Uh, you know, what, it's been nearly 10 years since the, the first game came out. Um, one of the original roguelikes that brought that genre back to the forefront um, yeah. during the indie boom back then. Um, people say great things about about this one. Um, obviously, it's third on the list on Metacritic. Horizon Forbidden West is on here, 88 on PS5 and PS4, I guess. Uh, what else we got? We got Ollie Ollie World at number 5. That's 87 on pitch, um, pitch on PC and Switch. 85 on Xbox Series X and 84 on PS5. Uh, Gran Turismo 7 is next at 87. Destiny 2 The Witch Queen expansion, 87 on PS5, 85 on PC and Xbox Series X. We've got Hard Space Shipbreaker, another game that's been out in early access for a while, but only uh, came out last week, I think. That's 87 on PC. Number 9 is Tunic, 85 on PC, 84 on Xbox. And Kirby and the Forgotten Land, 85 on Switch. Um, there's a couple here. Hard, Hard Space Shipbreaker is interesting. Do you know much about this game, Jeremy? I've seen it. I can tell you a bit about it if you don't. Yeah, look, I, I saw it when it was being released um, in into early access. Um, yeah, and it's one of those games. That, like, I've got like a, I've got like a running dock of games that I need to sort of keep an eye on. It's in there, but I haven't actually kept an eye on it. Like, like I was How? meant to. Right. Okay. I mean, me too. I I haven't followed it since it came into early access, which is when it came across my radar. But it's this game where you're like a you're a salvage operator in space and you have to like break down um you have to you have to salvage broken down ships and um uh what I'm trying to think of the word for like buildings like utility buildings and and um stuff like that you break down the walls and strip them for components and yeah, it looks it, very interesting i'm surprised it's so high though i'm surprised it's here the pe- people are people are really digging it um i think it's a slower burn i think it's a similar to yeah. a uh to a Deep Rock Galactic, maybe, um, where like it sort of came out to people liking it, and then slowly started to build up, build up a bit of a community sort of thing. Um, That's cool. 
But from, you know, the, all the reviews I've seen have been like pretty, pretty high, like, you know, nines. Yep, that's great. I'm I'm happy for them. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here? Ollie Ollie World is another one that I didn't realize was quite so high. It's a skateboarding game. It's always been this 2D arcade almost like an evolution of a Flash game sort of deal. You've got different courses, you've got to collect the tokens as you go, and there's, there's different paths, and the better you do tricks, the faster you go and all of that. And this seems like this sort of evolution of that concept where it's kind of mixing 2D and 3D concepts from what I've seen. I haven't seen much of it, though. Um, cool that it's here, though. There's a good number of indies in here for the first half of the year. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, games like Tunic, uh, which did have a really big push from Xbox, but ultimately is still an independent game. Um, great that it's still here. I don't, I don't have a particular fondness to go back to that one, even after playing it for an hour or so. Um, yeah, I, I would like to, I think, before the end of the year, but I, I, I don't think I'm going to do that soon. Yeah, I, when I tried it, I was mid-Elden Ring, and all the buttons were different, but the combat was similar enough where I was like, oh, no, I could feel my muscle memory unwinding. I can't do this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't do this right now. Um, Stanley Parable being second here under Elden Ring, uh, I don't think that's too surprising, considering how good the original is. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, not, not was, like is, you know? Like, yeah. that game is... It doesn't matter, like, that it was made in Source Engine like 10 years ago it's not about that like that game is such an experience yeah i i am excited to play that i think out of every game on this list that i haven't played i think that's the one i most ex- like like i think about playing that and i i know i'm gonna have a good time yeah like i just yep. know that it's gonna be a delight it's gonna be yep. so yep. funny yep. it's gonna be like and uh, like the jokes that you've forgotten and then the new stuff that you don't know yet yeah it's it's gonna be surprising and, and exciting when, when i go through it um are there any in this list of anything that you're surprised about? Anything that's you feel like uh, is should be higher? Maybe things that are not on the list. I mean, Hard Space and Stanley Parable being up this high um, is is one thing. Um, games that I th- am surprised aren't on the list. I think probably because of how highly I think of it. But I am a bit surprised that Arceus didn't crack the top ten. I think it's because like it sold fine because it's a Pokemon game, but it, I guess it's not. It didn't get that critical public reception or and reviewer reception um, where it was positive across the board. It was it was more mixed, so it makes yeah. sense that it's not in the top ten here. And it runs like poo. <laughs> yeah, but you can catch a Gyarados. In Do the that air, all of them. We, you can catch all, and when you throw them out, they're big. Or they're small. They're as big or as small as you caught them. You ever put an Eevee next to a Rhyperion? No. It's very funny. I'm sure. It's very funny. It's hilarious. You should do it one time. Uh, but then Destiny 2, I guess, is another one where I'm like, you know what? You know what, Bungie? Keep getting it. Yeah. We have kind of fallen off that train. But like, go you guys. Keep, keep, keep feeding your community. Yeah, yeah, like I, yeah. Um, it's kind of hard to open the Destiny Two can of worms. It, like it we is. Might, we might, right. what, maybe best to keep a lid on it for this topic. But and it's 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 hard it's hard to want to buy a campaign that's going to get taken out of the game in four years, um, <laughs> three years. Uh, yeah. What like, about you, Jeremy? Any surprises? I don't know. I I think. Yeah, I don't know. A lot, of, a lot of the big ones are here, right? And I think 
we had a lot of big ones and it was a very front-loaded year. Well, here's the thing, right? How much of this is going to change that's, before that's the end it. of the year, right? How what many of these is, are going to muscle their way in and completely shuffle it? The only game I can see changing this list is maybe Call of Duty, depending on how good it is. Really? And, 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 and you don't think God of War Ragnarok can get in here? I forgot that's coming out. Um, <laughs> because I, I'm still not 100% sure that game's hitting this year. Um, I mean, true. Okay, signs look, okay, are looking sorry. good for it, but yeah. Yes, sorry, yes. God of War will be in this list. I can see God of War bumping Horizon down and being yeah. up, being up against Rogue Legacy 2, being in yeah. being at the 90 89 mark, right? Um and that's based on just the past God of War. Um Yeah. Look, Mario Strikers maybe can bump off Kirby, maybe Tunic. Um, yes, switch by switch. I don't particularly think the new Pokemon games are going to be in the top ten. I don't think that Bay. Oh, I mean, like I, I genuinely don't know how well Bayonetta reviews. I know because they're, they're it's a, it's the third in a series, and I just don't know how well those kinds of games really go. Um, Forspoken, I think, is going to be in the like low seventies. To be completely honest yep. with you, and Gotham Knights, I think, is going to be in the low eighties, if not high seventies. Um, yeah, if not lower, yeah. Uh, just for context, Bayonetta 2 on Wii U when it came out got a 91 with a Metacritic Must Play badge. Okay, cool. All right. And then I can I can maybe see that bumping down Oli Oli World, Gran Turismo, yeah. Destiny. Um, but you're right. Like, and, and yeah, I don't know. Like, I I think this is... This is uh, there's a lot of unknown quantities in... You know, the second God of War, to be honest, I think is a little bit of an unknown quantity. Um, known, I would say so. Yes, no, it seems I, quite. I, I would say unknown, and and I think, really, and I think only because um, God of War One was such a, a new thing; it felt fresh, it felt new. Um, actually, no, but the gameplay was really solid. It's probably going to be fine. It's probably going to be completely fine. Yeah, honestly, like, like, and, it, and the gameplay looks. You know, similar the, to what I was saying the, about the, judgment, the same right? Is not better, right? Yeah, exactly. Refined. Okay. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. I think I think we can probably just call Metacritic like right now what we think it's going to be. You know, if we want, uh, yeah. like, like we we could build that list and it wouldn't look that different. And there might be one sleeper hit that we didn't know about yet that's going to fall in and sort of disrupt the whole thing. But yeah, like, like if. If Forspoken like is better than we think it is from looking at it, or like if Saints Row just hits, even though it's a little buggy or a little uh, raw, like didn't Saints Row get pushed it, till next year? No, it got pushed till August. It's coming out in. It's coming out soon. Right. It it, it got pushed from like it was going to be like a week before Elden Ring or like a week before something in March, and then it got pushed like six months. But right. yeah, no, it's coming soon. Right. Okay. It's had previews and all of that. Um, yeah, I think, so for me, we've got, we've got, we've got a small list here of games that we think are appropriate for that might get into this list. Um, and we, we've just broken around it a bit, but games that have a date, we've got Mario Strikers Battle League coming in next month, June, coming in a couple of weeks, actually. Yeah. Um, people excited about, but you know, also it's, it, it could go either way. Yeah. Um, 
And then we've got Forspoken and Gotham Knights both coming out in October. And then you've got your normal Call of Duty and there's a few other things in here. But yeah, Forspoken and Gotham Knights, I think, are, the, are like... They're, they're they the interesting are ones. Big, yeah, they're really big question marks. Like, we've seen them, but it's kind of the thing where it's like, we look at them and it's like, I have no idea if we're going to love this or hate this. And it's kind of like the general industry feeling on it is like, well, yeah. know, we'll see how it feels. Yeah, I, I, I think neither of these are going to crack the top 10. And I, and I, I don't think they're going to be close. I, I want them to be able to, but I think you're right. Um, unfortunately. Yeah. And then games that are missing a date. Bayonetta 3 is just 2022 at this point. So is God of War Ragnarok. We have been hearing more reports of it getting close. Um, and then Pokemon, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet kind of came out of nowhere a couple of months ago. Is apparently happening for the end of the year, but we'll see. Um, I mean, look, they're, they're happy to release games that run poorly, so it's going to hit. <laughs> um, I, and the other thing with Pokemon games is they're happy to release Games that aren't too different from the previous ones. That, that game's going to hit, and it's going to sell a million fucking copies, and it's going to be... Twice. Cri- yeah, and it's going to be critically, like, like, capital G, good. Yeah, there'll be people saying, oh, it's not as different as I wanted, but also they changed enough that it feels a bit different, and, you know, the, the fucking... The missed opportunities that they could have learned from Pokemon Legends Arceus. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we can all we can all we could probably write sixty percent of that review right now and we haven't even seen the game. Um and Jeremy, I'm gonna chuck this one in here. I'm gonna chuck this the last segment in here now. Sure. Um while we're talking about games that don't have a date or are supposed to be coming out this year, let's talk about games that we are each individually anticipating that were supposed to come out this year and have slipped. Have been officially officially pushed some of these other ones that don't have dates they might still qualify for this but we don't know yet because they haven't been pushed the ones that have been um yeah. <laughs> you jeremy your list how how long is it one game <laughs> i have a single game oh no yeah i don't know which one it is actually i would love your guess i don't think it's redfall it's not redfall only because i never saw it's... that game being this year and we haven't seen it totally. yet. Like, people said, oh, Redfall's not coming out this year. I was like, the game of, we of only heard about not. once with a cinematic trailer? No yeah, way. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember when that game said that it was coming this year. And, I'm, and I looked at it and went, like, you must be joking. <laughs> yeah, like, good joke, haha. So it's either got to be Breath of the Wild or Starfall. And you didn't like Breath of the Wild. It's true. But also, like, you're not that keen on Bethesda games in general. I think it's Starfield from a morbid curiosity standpoint. It is Starfield. And it is also from a morbid curiosity standpoint. Yeah, it's just like, I want to know what this is, and I want to know what Bethesda Game Studios can do after 76. Yeah, um, look, I'm glad they've delayed it. If they need more time, good. That's good and fine. We know this. Kind of makes you wonder what the merit of setting a release date 18 months out really is. Yeah. I mean, maybe uh, it's just to stop people I asking them questions for all of 2021 is. and all of 2022, but... I can tell you the reason. It's because they bought Bethesda and they need to say they're making games. And you're they, right, and you're they, right. They need to Got say them that, a better sale price. And they need to say that they are fucking putting AAA games on Game Pass and sometimes they slip. In X, in X many quarters. And sometimes yeah, no, they slip a fair bit and it's a bit of a shame. Um, yep. 
yeah, look, I think 2022 was a thing that they always wanted to hit. And I think that is like, that was yeah. always, that was the dream. What That was the dream position. And they know that people now are a lot more finally lenient when it comes to release dates and yeah. delays. The silver lining of Cyberpunk is that people finally fucking got it. I mean, I was literally just thinking about when I was working at EB Games during 2020, during the pandemic, at the time where, it was at the point in time where they had people standing at the doorway to make sure there weren't too many people coming in. I loved before those we got to, It was easy money. Yeah, to stand there and look around. And turn but people is, away. You just this is before just gaze into the shop and, and pretend to count. And you're like, uh... Yeah, all right. You two can come. No, I'm sorry. You number three, you got to stop. You, you three <laughs> together. All right, you stay here. Next two come in. You three can come in. This bullshit every time. Complete. Yep. Like just however <laughs> I felt. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I remember someone walking past, and we had one of those. This is when the game when Cyberpunk was meant to come out in April. So we had the April like c- cardboard cutout of V standing there, and like the game sit in the middle of whatever. Yeah. And they said, "Oh, they delayed it until." october the bastards like oh the the fuckers they they delayed it again i can't believe they did this i hate them and i'm like and this is just someone walking past they didn't come into the store and i'm like and this is something you're like like humans are making this game this game that you are so looking forward to that you then become so angry about it that it's delayed like what do you and like <sighs> I, I do we do need to remember like the meme of the the yellow the yellow background and the black text the the apologies from Cyberpunk, yeah, yeah like the, that, like and every time that image popped up on screen, I'm like, oh, it's a fucking delay. And more often than not, it was a joke. And then I would yeah. start to go, oh, look, someone's made another joke. And I'm like, they delayed it again. Yep. Um, and then it became apologies post release for the state of the game, and then for refunds, and then yeah, it was, it was a whole right. thing. Um, yeah, look, Starfield is just very much a like. I just, I just, I'm just curious about it. Um, I don't know. I wrote it in as Starfall on my list. Yeah, you also said it as Starfall. Um, uh, I apologize. <laughs> Redfall. I'm sorry, Bethesda. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's the only game that I marginally cared about that slipped. Yeah, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I'm I yeah I've got two on my list and that is the same one and it's the same thing we haven't seen anything about it I think we're going to see a lot of it at this coming Bethesda Xbox showcase we will see um, like a Fallout Four style like hey here's fucking fifteen sixteen minutes of a bunch of systems well remember Fallout Four was like a forty minute demo when they did that but that was Wasn't only really? Bethesda and uh, not Bethesda Xbox yeah right man that was a yeah. good first conference for him. Um, yeah, it was great. Uh, probably their best one, <laughs> honestly. Oh, I loved the Bethesda Land one. I thought that was fun. It was fun, but it didn't match the highs of that first conference. Oh, yeah, it did, because it had Wolfenstein 2 and Prey. Oh, yeah. Jeremy, did you play Prey? Yeah. Did you play it a lot? Played it a bit. I feel like I've never... I don't remember you talking about Prey. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the other game I've got on my list is Breath of the Wild, the sequel to the Breath of the Wild. I am curious um, about that. I I do hope yeah. that game. I hope I like that game. Me too. I yeah. I hope but I hope you they, are going to like this game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I no doubt will. Um, 
it's it's exciting to think about what they can do to this because it could be Breath of the Wild again, and that would I think Breath of the Wild honestly, Breath of the Wild, <laughs> Breath of the Wild two. Um, honestly, that game has been played and played and replayed and has been such a defining experience for so many people. For like half the people who own a Switch, like it's such an incredible game. I think it needs to be a little bit different because even the people who played the first one, they played it for a hundred hours. You know what I mean? So it needs to be different. I hope they return to some form of better temples, um, you know, more interesting, but it's, it's going to be, it, it, I, I have no idea what they're going to do. Really, yeah. Right. Um, and, and or like, what direction they take it. And how do you, how do you make a sequel to, one of the most revolutionary games in the past 15 years, right? Like, how do you yep. how do you do a sequel to the game that managed to get Pokemon to change? Yep. Like... That's a good point. Pokemon, it's filtered into Dark Souls, into God of War. Half the game's on this list today. For, for this year, directly influenced by Breath of the Wild. And you know, um, like, and that's not to say that open world games didn't exist, but like, just not in not in this way and not in this fashion, right? You know, look at the Immortals: Phoenix Rising or even Genshin. You know, right? Like the Genshin Impact. Yep. The the like people are straight up lifting UI elements just because it's all just so refined. Yep. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I don't even like the game, and I'm saying that <laughs> totally. Totally, I'm, yeah, I'm, no, it's fascinating. I'm, I'm sitting was... here saying, "Go back." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. It's it's a defining experience for games of, in this last generation. Absolutely definitive. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll be talking about this game for as long as we've been talking about Ocarina of Time. Honestly, maybe. So you're right. How do they follow that up? You know, I don't think Majora's Mask ever got that same acclaim that Ocarina of Time did. No, but they they made it incredibly different for what they could do with that engine and that and the assets and the time frame they had. Um, and they had a really fucked marketing campaign full of people thinking it was the end of the world, and it's really sad. Yeah, turns out pretty accurate for what that game is. Yeah, but like <laughs> about real people, it was really sad. It's a very depressing oh, okay. marketing campaign. Okay, I'll show That's you later. Yeah, no, that that'd be funny. So then our last segment here is games we've missed and or games that we want to go back to uh, that maybe we tried. A tunic would be here on my list if I wanted to go back to it, but I don't. Um, Jeremy, how long is your list? And I'll tell you how long mine is. Uh, four games. Four games. Okay, mine's six. Okay. And there's a couple of short ones. In here, so. You start. Uh, first on my list, and I think this is re- in release order, roughly, uh, is Sifu. Um, we spoke about it when it came out. It's got a bit of... It landed some critique for being, you know, a, a, a game developed about Asian culture and, and well, not mythology, but, you know, around tropes and, and yeah, culture, uh, developed by a Western studio. Um, you know, that isn't great, really, ever. Yeah. Uh, and so that that is a problem. However, it does still... It, it looks like such a refined combat system that I really, I really just want to give it a go. Now that I'm out of Elden Ring, I want to give a shorter, very difficult uh, combat game experience a go. Um, sort of thrash against it 
and then finish it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, even if it's difficult, it's not it's not endless. Um, but yeah, it's so highly stylized, and the animations look so good. I'm I am I'm looking forward to getting to that. Uh, you? Uh, I I spoke about it before. Elden Ring. Um, yeah, get back to it. Yeah, yep. I want to have concise thoughts. Mm. I like I I want to like I I need to like not put together something as like a like a like a project but I need to put together a thing in my brain so I can know how I feel all the way. Yeah. Um Yeah. And it's funny cuz there's a lot of defining experiences in that game that I would say come later on. Yeah. The harder bosses and and when the plot changes a bit as well like yeah. it's important. Um I'm worried I'm not going to be as high about the ending. Or rather, yeah. like like some of the like some of the later half, and I think I'm I'm concerned that it's going to drag me along a little bit, and I'm not going to enjoy being dragged. I would say the end of the game becomes a bit more linear if you let it. Mm. Um, so like then it kind of becomes it becomes, you know, you kind of go from dungeon to dungeon after a certain point, and so that I don't know you might you might not find that as much. You, you kind of that linearity turns it into something like a Dark Souls game, you know? Right. So you might appreciate that rather than, you know, going to eight crypts along the way. I think the thing is with with the games that I like a lot, like Dark Souls 1, like Bloodborne, uh, like Demon's Souls, like I have a really strong idea of where I am in the game. Um, yep. Like I have either like base camp or I have, you know, like defeating the three whatever the fuck they're called in dark souls to then go fight the old mate um you know there's like there's like you know like there's there's the gate which you break down by defeating the old mate yeah elder souls whatever the fuck they're called feeding him to the to the to the long neck lord souls you need lord souls yeah all that nonsense right um Bloodborne less of that but Bloodborne kind of brings you like it 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 pulls you through like it it like it's like it really hustle, hustles you through part of that stuff, and you still have an idea of what you're doing. Um, right. It it like that game gets bigger, um, but I feel like Elden Ring. I, I'm not always super clear, like mm. where like where my progress is being made. Like I understand there's like the 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 Elden like the ones that give me Elden Rings. Um, you know, I don't. I don't know what the fuck's happening in this game. Um, there's Did you a, know that the Elden Ring isn't actually a piece of jewelry? What is it? It's the runes. It is the Ring of Runes ah. that you. So they each have a fragment of the Elden Ring, right? But the 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 Elden Ring is this complex, like combination of shapes, and so you're getting fragments of those shapes. <laughs> um. But it's not. It's not a. It's not a ring. I don't know. Uh, there's the f- the four lords that are around, or five lords, or whatever, and they give you the the big yeah. runes you can use. Yeah. Like. The Elden runes. Like they're not they're not all like required. I don't think. No, they're not. And so at that point, like I'm not sure what I need to do. I think at times, which I think is a. For me. A, 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 a negative Detriment. yeah yeah um well it, you know if you want the watch order you know you just let me know and i'll 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 point you in the right direction send me a link to like 
He sent me a game. <laughs> send me a game fact. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. But I could be like, oh, what have you just done? And what do you feel like doing next? And I could be like, ah, head head here. Yeah, but last time I was complaining about not knowing what to do, you were complaining that you were in the middle of making that guide. <laughs> That's true, but I've made it all now. <laughs> you you kept asking me stuff when I was like, like literally like two hours away from hitting the publish button that answered all of your questions on a on a video. <laughs> my my favorite thing about you having this gig is the internal joke I make to myself every time I play a game and don't know what to do. My immediate thought is, oh, I'll ask Harry. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, but like, but like, I won't, I won't go like, oh, maybe Kerry will know. What I'll do is in my head, I'll say, Kerry should make a guide on this. <laughs> <laughs> How often do you do that? I mean, more often than I tell you, because otherwise you'd get really annoyed. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'm glad you have that enjoyment and yeah. save me from that yeah. suffering at the same time. Ollie and I make that joke as well. Sometimes we'll be like, Carrie's made a guide on this. We don't know what to do. <laughs> and it's bloody Genshin Impact update. Yeah, it's like, like, something, like something Dauntless. That, yeah, something you'll never make a <laughs> Dauntless. Something you'll never make a fucking guide on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to jump in here with, uh, with another one. Um, I don't, there's, there's actually no games on here that I'm looking to get back to. These are all games I haven't been able to play yet. Right. Um, Horizon. I really want to get to Horizon Forbidden West. You should. It looks so pretty. It like, is. the first game with the PS5 patch was jaw-dropping on this monitor. Like, I remember I, I started it, and then I, like, called Sam over from wherever they were in the house. I was like, look at this. And it was stunning. And I can't wait to get to it. But it's such a big commitment that I just... I need just a bit of time, I think. Further away from Elden Ring and Judgment to to be able to happily invest. Into I, th- it. I think it's a good next game after Guardians. Okay, yeah, that's cool. I can, it's, I can appreciate it, that. It's light. Guardians it's, isn't on this list, but I didn't come out this year, that's why. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Uh, look, it's just in terms of like, it's light, it's funny, it's colorful, there's fun characters, yep. and it's a good like next step. It's not as funny, obviously, but like it is a, it is a good romp. Yeah, totally. I, I'm looking forward to it. And I know better now than to let myself get dragged down in the minutiae of that game yeah. for longer than I'm enjoying it. This one's bigger, so I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I just found myself doing that with Judgment, where I was like, this is quick, and when I get bored, I can just hit X about 15 times and get through all the dialogue, and then a little bar goes up, and then I keep running through Kamurocho. Like, <laughs> <laughs> What's your number two, Jeremy? Gran Turismo. Yep. Nice. It's um, on my list too, but for, for reasons. two reasons, I think for uh-huh. me, one because I I think I just want to play more of that to sort of get into more of the the nitty gritty stuff, like some of the car culturey stuff, which is a little bit wanky but still kind of fun. Um, but also, like I didn't realize I follow so many fucking people that are really into. Moto GP and all that stuff, right? Like, so many people are into F1, you know, yep. and like, I want to say a large portion of it was helped by the Netflix documentary that was uh, mm. instrumental to getting people understanding the reason people get into some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, my plan is to watch that and play Gran Turismo. <laughs> ah. That's funny. I, th- and I, I think, like that. I think that'll be fun. I think it'll help 
both sides understand it. Interestingly enough, my... Both sides of your brain. Yes, both sides of my brain. Um, uh, inter- interestingly enough, I think where this started was I watched a movie. I watched um, Ford versus Ferrari, directed by James yeah. Mangold. That movie is really good, and I don't know anything about cars, but that movie is really right. good. Um, okay. So that was a good, like, into the the kind of technological sport of it all. Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I... I've I've I like sport. <laughs> really? <laughs> Why is that, Jeremy? Uh, that's such a funny way to end the sentence. Um, <laughs> I, I I like I like competition. I think competition yep. like this is is fun and interesting, and I wish I wish ga- more games leaned into it. Um, I have thoughts about that, but I'm not ready to go through them. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Gran Turismo is on my list. Um, jumping ahead one. Uh, but just because, like, I want to give it a go. Like, that's just one where I, I just want to. Yeah, I want to see what it looks like. I want to. I want to do a couple of races. I, I don't. I, I'm. It's not. Get I'm not looking for a. Get my license. Yeah, funny. You don't have a choice. Um, <laughs> Oh, you mean in the game, right? Right. Yes. Sorry. No. Sorry. I yes. That was a dig because I don't have my license. No, I don't uh, have my license either. No, 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 no. Like, yeah, you, no, you, I know. You need to, you need to get your license in the game before you can race. Yeah, and you know that takes me back to A spec. You know, GT three. Watching my brother do that, and then me doing that like a year or two later, and being kind of bored by it. Like, I, I want to try that again, <laughs> but I, I don't expect myself to really love it. Sure. Um, another game I've got games that uh, we missed. And for reasons why I've written, why wouldn't I want to play this game is Babylon's Fall, which came out in March um, <laughs> by Platinum Games. Uh, really well received. <laughs> Thank you, Jeremy. <laughs> really well received by the, by the, well, no one really. Um, I just put that in there for you, Jeremy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I did that. Uh, and then also Lego Star Wars I've got here, but that's just, uh, we don't want to get to this till Sam and I finish. It takes two, and we definitely want to play that one together. Yeah, um, nice. Uh, yeah, is this your final one now? Uh, no, two. Uh, oh, so, two, sorry. Yeah, Pardon got, me, go I on. I've got two more. So I've got Stanley Parable, just like I said before. I want to play it. I know I'll have a good time. I want to yep. play it. Uh, the end. Finally, is The Stranger of Paradise. Final Fantasy Origin. The Stranger. Yeah, the Stranger of Paradise. The Final Fantasy Origin. Um, yeah. I I wanna I wanna see that game through. I think I might bump just bump the difficulty all the way down until I get until I get bored of the combat, and then I'll bump it up a little bit. Um, I think that's the way to do that. I think for me yeah. at least, like it's, and I, I'm not gonna I'm gonna I, say I it's, think it might be the way for like eighty percent of the audience to do that. May, maybe <laughs> from what yeah. I've heard. Um. I I need to know that story. I I need to know those characters. I think that is where yep. like where that begins and honestly where that ends for me is I just need to know like Jack. You need to see Jack say I don't care who the fuck you are a few more dozen times. Yeah. Yeah. I need I need more of that because it it just seems it seems so fun. <laughs> it seems so stupid and so fun. In like a laugh at it way, yeah. I don't know. So I watched kind of unironically, ironically. Yeah, like I watched Speed the other day. 
<laughs> um, and like that movie is like a really dumb and over the top. But I don't know if they thought that that was just really cool at the time. But also, if it's really cool now, while it's dumb, does that make it not cool? No, it's still cool. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yep. Okay. Speed's good. Fair enough. Final Fantasy Stranger of Paradise. Good. Mm. Ipso facto. Yeah. Ouroboros, you know? What's your last one? My last one is Rogue Legacy 2. Right. Um, I didn't hear great things about this during its early access period. Um, that was my resounding thing. It was like people came back to they were like, eh, not for me, not now, not yet. I'm like, oh, really? It's been so long and stuff like that. But it's got great reviews. And it's been long enough for me since I've really dived into a roguelike. But also long enough since playing this particular game. Since playing Rogue Legacy. Right. I feel like you kind of play that game and you kind of solve all of its like component parts. You know, there's the the challenge rooms and there's the find the different bosses in each area and go to each biome and upgrade your castle. Like, I feel like I I experienced all of that game and I didn't need to go back to it for a long time. I feel like I'm ready to see their improvements, see its graphical uh, updates, um, see what they've done gameplay wise to change it up. I, I I'm ready for a Rogue Legacy game. Cool. I've got a just a couple of games here that are supposed okay. to come out this year, and I just want your quick fire, or like some that are not even directly announced. But are we going to see them this year on the shelves? Okay, Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora, the yeah. Ubisoft Avatar game. I uh, no, we're not seeing that. You're saying not seeing it this year. Maybe a February. Little Devil Inside. Uh, yes. We are seeing that this year? Not on shelves, because it's independent, but yes, I think so. Yeah, like, like is, it, is it being released? You, you're saying it is going to be released? Yes. I'm not solid on that one. You're not, you're not solid? You think it might get pushed? I think it could go either way, honestly. We've seen so little of it. And it looks so uh, development intensive. Yeah, it does. Um, Marvel's Midnight Suns? I could see that arriving by the end of the year. Um, it was meant to come out way earlier and just didn't. So, you know, maybe it's, that's another one I could see, you know, maybe being pushed for another 12 months from now, but like maybe it's here in six. And I think that's all I've got. Okay. Okay. There's, yeah, there's more in there that like do have, do have like release windows, don't have dates. Yeah. Um, oh God, it, it's been nine months since PlayStation's, PS5 showcase of 2021 where they gave us Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine. Spider-Man 2 is meant to be next year. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm bringing it up. That's like, it seemed far enough away at the time where it's like, oh, okay, that's ages away. But like, all of a sudden, 2023 is six months away. Yeah. Like, are we getting Spider-Man 2? Like, like, what is going to happen? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. That's really weird. I don't know. It's it's pretty messed up. And then like Wolverine at that point is only three years away. I don't know. Like that's that's who knows. Yeah. Um, it's funny how many people talk about actively looking forward to Wolverine when it's clearly so far away. I, we, like, don't, we didn't ever know what the game is. I know. Like just that it is in like pre-production. That was yeah. like the equivalent of like 
the Elder Scrolls Six like title page that we got like yeah. four years ago now. Yeah. Um, and we're not going to see it for another four or five or six years at yeah. this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's an, it's been an interesting year so far. It was meant to be way more stacked. We were supposed to have Starfield. We were supposed to have Breath of the Wild. Um, and as it stands, like we may have seen this year's biggest releases already. It's really fascinating. The sort of bookend of of open world strife has has slipped past it's, this year, and now the year's just open. It's got wider. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They they just spread it out across more time, and that makes sense. It'll be interesting to see how the end of this year goes and how the start of next year goes. Um, if you want to hear about that as it happens, you can listen to the Minimap cast every week, like we do when we speak it. Uh, if you want to see each episode um, or hear it, you can go to minimap.com.au. Rush through that. That was minimap.com.au or whatever platform service of your choice you like to use to get your podcasts. We'll be there for you. Uh, if you feel like supporting the show, you could do that a few ways. Uh, our YouTube endeavors are new, so if you could find the Minimap AU YouTube channel, um, it's a bit difficult to find. Best way to find it is through the website at the moment um, on any of the individual episode links. Uh, you could also uh, rate the show positively on whatever platform you get your podcasts. That would help us out a lot. Uh, you can follow us on our socials. That's Twitter, that's Twitch, that's Instagram, that's TikTok, at MinimapAU for all of those. Uh, and if you want to support us monetarily directly, uh, you could also go to patreon.com slash MinimapAU uh, to do that. Uh, we're on Twitter individually as well. Uh, I'm there at KJPalmer underscore 24. Uh, Jeremy, where are you? Uh, at Obi1Jez. And that's about it. Make sure to check out the TikTok. We've got... Uh, good couple of clips up there in the last couple of weeks last week's it's very good if you want to hear and see jeremy's uh dexter jetster impression if you don't know who that is neither did i you can find out in the tiktok uh my impression was so good that carrie realized who i was talking about though honestly honestly Uh, well you gave me the context too but like Yeah, yeah that's fair enough but i think that's about it thank you so much for listening everybody we'll see you next week and until then have a great week 